to show. to another episode of Off The Mats Podcast. I don't know why my voice just cracked, but that's okay. I'm a grown-ass man. And we're at episode 99. We're one away from 100. It's coming, y'all. For this episode, our returning guest, Miss Julia Blackburn. How you doing, Julia? Welcome back. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. I'm doing really well, I feel like. Um, it's been, I feel like, halfway around the world since I talked to you last, and I have, so that was exciting. So I'm happy to be back and share that experience. Good, good, good. And I was thinking as soon as um, Europeans and everything started upcoming, I was thinking, it's like, oh, yeah, Julia's going. All right, but, you know, want to check in, make sure everything's okay. And also with you doing Europeans, you're doing Atlanta Open as well. It's like you, you just you're a crazy person and did it all, all in all competed, hopped on a plane and left right after. So uh, tell me about that, that experience, uh, you know, the Atlanta Open. What how'd that go? Uh, so that did not go well for me. Um I will chalk it up to no sleep. So it wasn't quite as simple as just doing Atlanta Open and then going. Um, I'm Atlanta-based, but my parents live in Virginia. So I went home to Virginia uh, the week before I left first so that um, my parents could watch my animals while I was gone. And for some reason, it was cheaper to fly from Virginia, have a layover in Atlanta, and then fly to Rome than to just fly straight from Atlanta to Rome. Don't know why, but it was cheaper and it worked out logistically wise for me. Uh, So I thought (laughs) my brain left out the little part where I actually had to get up at 2 a.m. to make it to my 5 a.m. flight for uh, my Atlanta, my Virginia to Atlanta flight. So I was very, very tired by the time I got to Atlanta Open. And I lost my match. I was pretty sad about that. Um, yeah, it didn't didn't go the way I wanted it to, but it did open my eyes because the girl that I went against, she just came out the gate like very aggressively, which is not the way I roll, even in like competition, which I know I need to work on. So my coach <laughs> saw that. He's like, "What were you doing?" I was like, I don't really know, honestly. I was sleep deprived. And then she came down extremely hard on my nose. And then it just hurt a lot. I thought it was broken for like half the day. Um, And I just kind of gave up, honestly. Like, I've done with this. I'd like to be in Rome right now. So congratulations, we're we're (laughs) done here. (laughs) I think she got me with like a a bow and arrow or something. I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. This is this is done. We're we're good. <laughs> so not not the most inspiring thing, but it gave me the inspiration for Rome. It was like, okay, I need to be more aggressive. That is that's that's true. And I need to not be sleep deprived. So it's lessons. I learned a very good lesson there. Don't wake up at two AM to fly for a competition and compete that day. 
well, it's like they say in jujitsu, you don't lose, you learn. So yes. you learned. And, I learned a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, and, and the fact is, you know, you had a plan, you had an ideal, and you executed, you followed through with it. Because I remember when we last spoke, you're like, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to, you know, maybe do Atlanta Open and then hop that flight right over to Rome right after mm-hmm. and, and get ready for it. And you know, I was like, oh, it sounds kind of crazy, but do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I am happy I did it still. Like, what else would I have done? Honestly, not done Atlanta Open. I still got the experience of a competition out of it. Yeah. So I was still going to take that same flight pattern and I got to compete and get another experience under my belt. So I don't regret it. I regret the nose hurting, but <laughs> other than that, I really, I don't regret it. And I, again, yeah, it was a crazy plan and I did it and I learned something from it and I can say I did it. So it was fun. Also in going through that moment as she's getting the bow and arrow and was like, yeah, you might be winning, but I'm the real winner. I'm about to go to Rome. You're stuck exactly. Here. Yeah. I was like so upset at the moment because my whole face hurt. I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and, then I, and then I wait and I, my nose started feeling better. I was like, you know what? That's okay. I'm going to watch my friends compete, you know, here for a couple hours. Cause I had a very long layover. Um, so the Atlanta uh, Open, it's basically at the Atlanta airport. So I had enough time to where I could watch my friends compete. So I spent a few more hours there, watched my friends compete. And I was like, okay, I've had my time. And then I went to Atlanta airport, got in the Delta lounge, hung out there, had some free wine, some free drinks, some free meat. I was like, <laughs> by the time I got on that plane to Rome, I was out of it. I like it. It was a good time. Uh, so tell me about Rome when you got there. Like just everything. I want to like the sights, the the you know, the the smells. Tell tell me about that experience. Well, Rome I found to be a gorgeous city. Um, it was so pretty. In fact, like I've never been abroad and but I've seen, you know, of course everybody's seen movies with Rome in it and everything. And it was just as incredible as you picture it from movies to where like if I think if you blindfolded somebody and like knocked them out and somehow put them in Rome you could convince them that this was a like part of Epcot and Disney World because it was so pretty and it just amazing and a beautifully kept city and yeah I loved every part of it and the food um it's a very walkable city I walked about 10 miles a day I was worried about my weight so I brought a scale because uh, I was going to go up in a weight class, so I didn't have to worry about my weight. But because I walked so much, I was able to eat, like, everything I wanted. And I think I was, like, two pounds under, even. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And I think their food in general is just, like, very clean and good. Like, I ate pasta and everything, but it just tasted so good. It's delicious. I did wait to have gelato until after my competition, though. No, that's the that's the prize. That's the the ultimate reward there, though. So you're good. Yes, but yeah, the sites were amazing. I went to uh, Coliseum, of course. It was very very interesting to see all that, and really cool to. Um, I did a tour of it to do the uh, tour and learn about all the history and to kind of think, well, this is 
in a very long drawn out way a bit of how we have jujitsu now because it's fighting for sport and entertainment and coliseum was you know kind of that and i was fighting for sport and entertainment all those years ago and look now here i am <laughs> um yeah i was vicariously living through your your stories on instagram i, I was just tuning in every time i saw the icon pop up at the top of the screen. I was like, ooh, gotta go, gotta go. Let's check it out. Yeah. Um, yourself, it, uh, there are a couple other previous guests from mm -hmm. the show that went there as well. Um, Tiana Taylor and also um, Katie Egan, who runs Women Who Roll BJJ on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you, know, I was, you know, looking at their stories, which... You know their stories were fine. I'm not not knocking them or anything, but I'm looking at yours and you know, you know, you're getting the pictures of the food in there. You know the sites. I was like, okay, this is where I need to be. Let me go ahead. It was, it was like turning into a TV show. Yes. Okay. So I am uh, probably as you gathered from my insane plan of going at my two a.m. five a.m. flight from Richmond to Atlanta. I'm an insane planner. So I had a very detailed itinerary, and not like crazy to where I will die if I don't get to everything on my itinerary, but I like to have my itinerary so I know what I'm going to do and I don't like not have a plan for everything. And that's what I do for like every vacation. Um, but of course I did more for Rome because, you know, I was kind of on my own. My coach and my professor, or um, my professor and his wife came uh, the day after me, but they stayed like at a separate hotel. Uh, so I wanted to have a plan for myself anyway. So I sent them the itinerary <laughs> and they're Brazilian. They're, you know, much more world travelers than I am. They go and they've got to me and we met up and I was like, Hey, do you guys like want to do some stuff off the itinerary? And they're like, man, your itinerary gave us anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? They're like, Ooh, you like have do you have to be at these places like at all these do all these things and have, and go and see everything i was like no they're like oh that's just it's so we, we can't be restricted like that i was like well what do you guys do they're like oh we don't really have we don't have any plan at all and that gives me anxiety they were telling me pre-covid um so my professor's wife works for delta so that allows them to fly anywhere very easily. They would go find a flight wherever they wanted, anywhere in the world, get on the flight, stand by, book the hotel in the air, and just go. And I was like, that is, no, that would give me a migraine. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. If you want to stress me out, that's how to do it. Tell me that I can't plan for something. <laughs> Hey, I think, you know, I, your way is definitely, you know, I like it because it's like you have a plan is written out. You know what to do, where to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's just it's uniform and it's clean. Yeah, but, I think I think I did get them like on the path of it a little bit, or at least to where they'll adapt mine some because they've been to Rome, I think, at least twice before. And my stuff they had not seen before and they were like wow this is really cool how did you find this where'd you do this i'm like i research it's called planning so you called know planning yeah although on the other side of it though too 
like sometimes that chaos. I don't know. Sometimes it's just like, let's see where, let's see where the day takes me, especially when you have, um, you know, the standby flights. Cause I have a, mm-hmm. a buddy, he works for, uh, Southwest mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they just always just go places. I'll get like a call from my one buddy. Yeah. We're, we're down uh, the Virgin islands right now, or, you know, we're, we're in Vegas. It's like, okay, cool. Wow. They, they, you know, that's cool, you know, but, I, yeah, I, I too need to have some plan. I kind of mix it up, but for the most part, I need to have a plan. Like, like I said before we start recording, I've, I've been doing a lot of recording in the last eight days, and that was all kind of planned out. Mm-hmm. And everything was like it has to be this time. It can only be this long, and then da da da. But every so often, you know, I like to say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's you know, let's go bowling. You know, <laughs> you know, it's kind of small time, but, you know, it's still it's like, let's just go do something that we hadn't planned on. Let's, you know, let's let's go out to Annapolis or let's go to D.C. or something. But either way, I'm glad, you know, they eventually kind of, you know, warmed up to it and understood like, hey, wait a minute. Maybe maybe this isn't too crazy. Maybe it is good to have a plan. Hey, yeah. it's a coach. You're supposed to have a plan. Coach is supposed to be like, you got to go in with a game plan. What the hell? Come on. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that he's like fussing at me for. He's like, "What's your plan?" I was like, "I don't have a plan. I never have a plan for jujitsu. Show yeah. up and try." Yeah, like yeah, the, the plan is you know you know whatever they give me, I'm gonna take it and mm-hmm. make it work. So yeah, gotcha. And leading up to the Europeans, it, it were so leading up to the competitions. Period. You know what was your you know preparation going in? Was it you know any different knowing that you're going to be traveling because you know, you have the jet lag and everything, you know, how'd you prepare for that? So I I trained extremely hard. So I hadn't competed since um, October and then Europeans was in February. So that was another reason I wanted to do Atlanta because I've done a fair amount of competitions. I haven't, had like a gap like that. So I wanted to do Atlanta just to like get nerves out before I did Europeans. So that was part of, I'd say the training for Europeans was doing Atlanta and then just training almost every day, um, a lot and practicing like newer stuff, even though I didn't use it, but <laughs> getting more comfortable in uncomfortable positions and, um, weight training i did a lot more weight training this time uh and then the like before i left i ate pretty clean so i was able to get my weight down like pretty far down like the lowest it's been uh so i had that like gap to where i knew i would be okay and i didn't have to worry about my weight in rome and as far as the time change waking up (laughs) at 2 a.m. to catch a 5 a.m. flight and then having the adrenaline from Atlanta open um it's like a it's an evening flight that goes from Atlanta to Rome so I took some melatonin gummies ate the dinner on the plane went to sleep on the plane and I woke up and I really didn't have jet lag because I was I was basically awake for so long and then I slept on the plane like overnight to where I woke up and I was on proper time how long of a flight 
is it? It's nine hours going. When I was like, okay, that's that's fine. What I did not check was the coming back, which is 11 and a half hours. Oh. I didn't realize that. So I got jet lag on the way back home because it's not a nighttime flight and it is um, 11 and a half hours. And I was that was not fun at all. I did not like that. Yeah. I was like sitting there just settling into my seat and I hear the pilot come on. Yeah, so uh, we're going to do the southern route and uh, clear skies and about 60 degrees in Atlanta. And uh, yeah, it's going to be 11 and a half hours. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Can you say that again? This is supposed to be nine hours. You added what, three hours to that? Sorry, what? I had other plans. What you doing? Yeah. And then on top of that, because I had, again, flew into Atlanta and then back into Richmond, um, I was going to have like a five-hour layover because it wouldn't let me get the earlier flight. But there was one that only had like an hour layover. I was like, I could totally make that. If anybody was in the Atlanta airport... Um, <laughs> And saw me with a gigantic tap cancer out backpack, just booking it through Terminal C. Hi, <laughs> I made my flight. <laughs> so yeah. I don't recommend ever trying to get from the international uh, through customs to regular in Atlanta in under an hour, unless you really feel like doing some cardio that day. <laughs> Yeah, I, didn't I made it, but barely. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, well, yeah. you're a crazy person, Julia. Like, like this was established last episode. I kind of, I had my feelings, but when you told me what your plan was, I was like, okay, this is a crazy person, but that's okay. I I know my boundaries though. So my now my next plan is uh, we're going to Charleston at the end of this month. And then pans and then worlds. Did I hear that you could do the Grand Slam and go to Brazil and get then the Grand Slam if you do Europeans, Brazil, pans and worlds? And I thought about that for a second, but then I was like, no, no. Uh. <laughs> I don't have the time or the funds to go to Brazil. Also, it's not in Rio, and my professor's not going. And I'm very white and I would stick out like a sore thumb <laughs> and they'd probably beat me up in jujitsu. Like I know my jujitsu is decent, but like the Brazilians that do Brazilian jujitsu are going to absolutely destroy me. So I'll keep it. I'll keep it here. Fair enough. That, that's, that's fine. We like, we, yeah. we, we want to keep you. So yeah. 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 Like save it for later. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, again, sounds like quite the adventure and just a lot going on in that small window of time, too. And really, like you said, you've got your, your upcoming plans with Charleston uh, being that's that's the next competition, correct? Yeah, it's uh, two weeks from now. OK, actually, I was just in, in class and, you know, my coach did mention at the end of each class, you know, they'll do the announcements. He did mention Charleston. So. You'll see my team down there. We coming for you. Yeah. I'll tell them like, hey, watch out for the crazy lady. Who's that, Julia? Just just go listen to Off the Mats episode 99. You're like, <laughs> believe me, you, you don't want to see her. 
Like she, <laughs> she, she will mess you up. Um, so with, I guess, competition season being kind of in full swing, you know, how are you feeling physically just with everything moving forward? Um, so feeling medium, I'd say just because, so with the traveling and everything, you know, I was, like I said, weightlifting and going and training very hard before Europeans. And then like the week of a big competition, I tend to just kind of taper it out. I'll train like maybe three to four days a week of that week and just like flow rolls, not very hard. And I don't uh, do weightlifting. If I do, it's just like one like full body lightweight circuit. Um, so then I got back and I, well, so at Europeans, I mean, obviously the competition, it's very, it's taxing, but I had only done one day of rolling, you know, I had, that was it, it was just Wednesday. And then the rest of the time I was just playing around in Rome. So then by the time I got back, I had basically not done any jujitsu for a week and a half and I hadn't weight trained for close to a month. And so I got on the mat, I was like, okay, I still remember jujitsu. That's good. But then I went to pick up my uh, barbell with like the same weight that I normally been doing deadlifts at. And I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's not how it felt last time. <laughs> that's what happened here. So that's been adjusting back. Um, I feel better after like this. This is like my first first or second week back now and feel like I'm getting back but uh, not training as hard as I was before Europeans because it's not sustainable I feel like for myself like I was saying before we started my back is currently spazzing for unknown reasons um <laughs> I don't know why but well, I mean Hopefully, I mean, hopefully that clears up because yeah, you know, you don't want to, especially the back. The back is just a terrible thing to have injured. Yeah, um, it's not an injury per se. It's just uncomfortable. Okay. But it doesn't hurt while I train, so I just do more jujitsu and then ignore the problem. <laughs> that's again, that's that that's that athlete mindset. It's like, yeah, <laughs> look. It, it feels fine when I'm when I'm actually training, so we'll go yep. through with it. I mean, like you said, it's not an injury. It's not. So that, no. that's the thing. It's just discomfort. Yeah, and that's the main thing is why I'm not going straight back into it and pushing really hard again right now, even though I know like Pans is coming up, but I don't want to. And I feel like if I went back into the same level of training right now that I had before Europeans, I would probably put myself at risk of injury because like that took some buildup the month, like the level I was training at the month before Europeans, I built up to. So if I were to just like get right back into it, I don't think my body would accept that very well. Uh, prob probably would reject it. Probably your body would yeah. hate you. Like, look lady, knock mm -hmm. it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I know for myself the other day, I pulled my weights back out and I grabbed the barbell. Yes, I had the same feeling, except for mine has been many, many, many months of not 
touched the barbell and I was like, oh my God, this barbell was or like, why is this so heavy? It wasn't as heavy before. So. Yeah. I had to like look again and like recalculate. Like, Did I really have this much weight on before? Did I accidentally put an extra plate on? Like what's going on here? I was like, nope. That's just, <laughs> that's just it. Okay. Yeah. That's how we doing. And in Rome with competing, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you got bronze, correct? Yes. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. I don't think we went over that. Um, and did you, so you only did the, the one. I did my class and the open class. Yes. class. Yes. Thank you. All right. So yeah, you did the, um, just the one class, your, that class in the open class. So, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, it was really a really cool experience. So they had, um, what I had not seen before. They actually had, uh, warm-up mats, which they'd never have at like I, pans or anything that I've been at before. So that was really nice. Um, I rolled with my professor before, went out there and that was good because I hadn't rolled at all before since I've left, since Atlanta Open. So it was like Saturday to Wednesday, I hadn't trained. So it was good to have the warm up mats there, which is very, I wish they had them more. They should do that. I don't know why they don't have it Uh, at other competitions. They didn't have it like that uh, before COVID or anything? Apparently, they have them at Worlds, too, so I've been told. But just Worlds and, and Europeans. It's like, well, why not Pans, then? I don't know. Anyway, that was that was a nice little – that made me feel better uh, okay. rolling. And I was, like, warming up, and my professor was like, calm down. Don't try to kill me. Kill them, not me, them. It's like, okay. It was – so hot and smelly in there. <laughs> of course. It was kind of nasty though. Um, that was good. And then, yeah, it was, it was a, like, didn't seem that much different from regular competition. I mean, there were more people there, but from like regular opens, it didn't seem that more, much more imposing or anything. Sure, sure. I, I think it's just kind of the ideal in the name itself. You know, it kind of gets to us like, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute, this is the Europeans. You know, this yeah that stage. So yeah, well, I think for me, but the time I got there, I'd had like I was just having so much fun in Rome, just enjoying myself. I really didn't allow myself to think about it at all until I got there, and then, like I said, I was able to roll with my professor, which calmed me down. And I had my music on, um, so I didn't really get psyched out. I almost did, though, because <laughs> this is, I think, actually the second time that it's happened to me. So I they called me out and my opponent um, up to the side of the mats, you know, like they usually do. They call you before, like, for while the next match is on the mats, you know, so you're ready to go when they finish. So they finished and then I was like, okay, because usually it's like they finished and then, you know, referee may take a break and you walk right on. I was like, okay, got my playlist, got my songs, ready to go, jamming out, good. Uh, There's a fantastic picture of me. I love it so much. It's my new profile picture. (laughs) I look super serious. And then like two of my songs went by. I'm like, why haven't I been called forward yet? 
why is the ref just sitting there? Because I've seen, like, sometimes the refs, like, take it. They're actually taking their break, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Or they have to go get a different ref because that ref is, like, a member of your team or your opponent's team, whatever. But this is, this is starting to get to be a while. And then I look across all the mats, and there's nobody on the mats. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> What's going on? The whole internet system had gone down for... Oh. Yeah, for either the um, way they, like, track the points or the streaming or I don't know what it was. And it's happened, like I said before, to me, but not for very long. But this, I don't know, it felt like forever. And so I was just sitting there, like, playing my music. And I was like, I they, they need to start this. They need to start this. I'm going to run out of my song. Uh, can you get it back? I don't need I don't need it to be streamed. It's okay. You could just <laughs> shoot us out there. It's fine. <laughs> so that got me a little bit nervous. Um, but then they got it back up and we were able to go out and have the first match. And on your playlist, what'd you have? What do you have on your playlist? Okay. Let me pull it up. So I have my competition rage. That's the name <laughs> of this playlist. That, that sounds extremely comforting. It, it, if I'm going out there to compete with you and I hear, hey, Julia's listening to her competition rage mix right now, I'm probably like, you know what? I think I'm going to, uh, I might have to forfeit this one. That <laughs> sounds it's, aggressive. It's, a, it's, it's aggressive, but it's also silly. It's like back and forth, right? So I have like uh, coming, for me, coming for You by The Offspring, Invincible, Bad Motherfucker. But then I also have um like crazy rap by afro man and uh what dreams are made of by hillary <laughs> so yeah it goes back and forth you know between very serious like headbanger and all that when did soul man go on there oh yeah then i just find like random songs i'm like yeah i like <laughs> and yeah so that well, was just going through. Whatever, you know, you know, gives you comfort going yeah. into it. That's what counts. So, yeah, it, you know, for what it's worth, my regular everyday playlist is that way. You know, one moment you'll get me listening to Paula Abdul and then the next moment I'm listening to NWA, like mm-hmm. all on the same playlist. And they're like, I don't know if that works that way. Oh, well, just wait, because here comes David Bowie. So, <laughs> it, it, you know. Humans are complex. Like yes. we're, we're cool like that. Um, yep. So when so you have pans also upcoming mm-hmm. as well. When is that scheduled for? That is the first week in April. Yeah. Oh, so that's really really soon, like right around the corner. So yeah, you just just going. No no rest. <laughs> no rest. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep trucking. <laughs> yep. And okay. I actually and. Uh, Worlds is in June, the first week in June, and they haven't even opened registration yet. But I already bought my plane ticket. <laughs> so, Places keep going up, man. It's yeah. insane. You know, yeah. it was actually like pretty much the same price. I guess I should have brought. In hindsight, I should have bought my plane ticket to Pants before I did when I did because it was the same price to fly from Atlanta to Orlando that it's going to be to fly from Atlanta to Long Beach. Uh, I mean, 
it's like yeah in hindsight you know you see that but uh, you know at the time i say hindsight but it's also it's like around spring break time so i feel like that ticket was never going to be cheap to fly to orlando that is true good call um i i keep i'm like i'm old so i always forget spring break is a thing like oh my god you're right spring break that's crazy um so, but yeah, it sounds like you have like kind of a little break in between pans and worlds, though, at least um, on, on that level. You mm-hmm. think about picking up anything kind of local, mm-hmm. you know, in the interim just to keep yeah. the, the joints uh, loose? Yeah, there's, uh, so that is April to May. There's Atlanta, they have another Atlanta open in May. So I'll just do that. Um, I don't think there's, there's some more in between, but I really should limit myself. Oh, I was going to do Nashville, I think. That's in, okay. at the end of April. So I might do Nashville because it's easy enough just to drive up there. So. Okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. So it, just tons of traveling. You you are the, the uh, jiu-jitsu globetrotter. I'm trying every week at like I have a weekly meeting with my team because I work remotely and they call and like are you going anywhere this weekend are you fighting anybody this weekend like "Uh, no not this weekend but the next weekend I'm like oh okay most people for their weekends like what are you doing I'm probably gonna paint the basement what are you you doing I'm probably gonna go choke some people out it's it's cool like wow that's aggressive like just random people at the park no no jiu-jitsu I go, yeah. okay. They think it's really fun. They like it. They're once I got back, they were like, How'd it go? Did you win? They all wanted to know. It was pretty pretty funny. Oh yeah, I mean it, or that you know, that's kind of my feel too. It's like when uh you know, I knew you were going, you know, and again with Tiana and Katie as well, knowing you all are going, it's like I'm trying to keep tabs, like watching, like, okay, when are they up, when are they up, okay. Oh, they're going on now. You don't hear anything for a long time. And I keep forgetting in my mind, you know, it's not just like, okay, you get off the mat after you win and then you post immediately. It's like, no, there's, you know, get off the mat, you win, you cool out for a bit, you know, and you'll post later. But in my mind, I'm like, I need to know now. Did you win? Did you like <laughs> what's going on? So, yeah, it was, it was a, while that we were there because i wanted to wait for the open class i lost my first match but that was it was okay i was tired by then anyway but yeah, yeah it was a good day the weirdest thing though and i still don't know if it was like a uh, translation error or what <laughs> but i was sitting in the bullpen waiting for my next one of my next matches and I was just sitting on the ground next to another girl, too, who was also sitting on the ground. And this older gentleman comes up to us, and he had an Italian accent. And he just looks at both of us, and he raises his hands. He goes, you must stand. And he didn't have, like, a jiu-jitsu shirt on or anything. He just looked at both of us. He goes, you must stand. I'm like, why? He's like, stand. And he didn't give us any further explanation. But we didn't know what else to do, so we just stood up and moved somewhere else. And then I like kind of sat down like in a different corner and out of his line of sight. I was like, okay, like, I don't like, understand what's happening here. Is there some kind of Italian thing where you don't sit down in the bullpen? 
because that's what we do. And I'm a lazy jujitsu person. I do jujitsu on the ground. I'm going to sit down in between the matches. I'm sitting down. I don't know why I must stand, but apparently I must stand. I mean, conserving energy. I wouldn't say it's lazy. You're just, you're just choosing, choosing when to use your energy. Uh, it's called being smart. That's what I was trying to do. I was tired. It was, it was tough matches. So, what was the communication like over there for you? You know, as far as just sightseeing, communicating with people, and at the competition. Uh, I found everybody spoke English fairly well. Um, I learned just a few phrases like "hello" and uh, "how are you" and you know "goodbye" and "how much is this?" things like that. And they were very appreciative of that. Um, a few times, if people didn't speak English, I had Google Translate, and that was really good to use and easy. Uh, but other than that, yeah, besides the man telling us we had to stand, <laughs> that was it. And then um, at the podium, I was sad, so I didn't get a very good po. I don't, you know what? I have to go back and check. I mean, my. Uh, Professor took the podium picture, but, you know, they usually post the podium pictures up on Facebook. I don't know who was in charge of podium pictures at Europeans, but if you go, like, to IBJJF Facebook and look. <laughs> My dog, she's upset about it, too. Their podium pictures, they did not do their job. They're, like, half of them aren't there. The rest of them have horrible lighting. Something happened. And they like rushed us off too. And I didn't understand what she was saying. At first I thought she was trying to take my medal from me <laughs> because, um, so I be Jeff right now. I'm still actually waiting on my Atlanta medal. They have um, like a shipping problem. And if you've competed recently, I don't know if they fixed it yet, but if you've competed recently, you haven't been able to take your medals with you. Um, as they like are stuck at a shipping dock somewhere apparently. They just don't have them. So, oh, okay. yeah. So I was like on the podium. I got my medal. I was so happy. I was like, oh, it's fine. I take that. Best souvenir ever. And then this girl comes up and she's like talking to us. And I couldn't understand her. It was loud. It's, you know, kind of broken English. And I thought she wanted my medal. I was like, no. <laughs> she's like, I will Please fight no. you. I really wanted this. <laughs> but she's like, oh, no, no, no. You just need to get off the podium. Like, you're not, you can't stick around and take a bunch of pictures. I was like, oh, okay. Fine. I get to keep the medal though. Cool, cool. I'm out. Because this <laughs> as long is as mine. I get to take this home, this is mine. <laughs> I have a friend that she's Italian. Her parents are from Italy. She was uh, born here in the U.S. My friend, and just by weird coincidence, when I first met her, I'd been learning Italian. Mm-hmm. So you know, because I was telling her like I want to go to Italy. You know, want to. You'll travel, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, you'll be fine. You don't necessarily need to speak Italian, you know, when you get there. But, you know, they'll appreciate, you know, some common phrases. And then she started teaching me bad words. And I was like, oh, you were trying to set me up. Like, I'm, <laughs> like whatever. The, the same person also hit me in the eye with a toasted bagel once. For, I'm not going to explain the reason why because I, 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 I deserved it. But they're like, she, like really good aim like it hurt for a while <laughs> um so you know moral of the story is you know don't call the italians out on them teaching you bad words they'll hit you 
Um, yep. So I didn't any bad words. So I think that's good. I, I've got a list. Um, <laughs> and I wouldn't advise using them. <laughs> like, yeah. Not in Italy. Yeah. Um, you know, probably, you know, on the mats, people are like, what are you saying? Like, trust me, you don't need to know. Grown folk, <laughs> it's grown folk business. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just scrolling through the uh, IBJJF Facebook and just like, yeah, let, let's get to the bottom of this. But I saw a bunch of other competitions. It was like, as I'm looking, I was like, hey, Julia, wait a minute. There's some other things here. You should, you should probably go sign up for these too. Like, come on. Yeah. It. Everybody's doing it. Like, like the goal now is to see how many competitions we can get you to go to. Right. I I even had half of mine, so um, I flew back right to uh, Virginia, and then uh, I think that my no not Miami it was Miami yeah Miami Open was like that next weekend, and I was still at my parents' house. I was like, just hop a flight down to Miami like my parents are here they take care of the dogs and I was like no 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 stop stop it <laughs> and the event was closed and everything and I needed to be back anyway because it was our belt promotion so I was like, no. hmm. go to belt promotions that'll be more fun anyway so it's like I, I'd be terrible I'd like I'm horrible with peer pressure I'm like come on it's just not a long flight just you know hop down hop back and we it's okay like, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, if you told me like Dante, well, like go ahead, go compete. Like, ah, oh, man, I can't do that. You know, I got um a migraine. Like something, yeah. I can't do that. But you should, you should definitely go to Miami. And right after Miami, go to Houston. And after Houston, go to L.A. It's mm-hmm. cool. It's all in a straight line. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that you know you you have like like you said, you have your plan, and you know you're staying active. That that's a thing to it as well because the second that you take your foot off the gas you know for a lot of people it really sets in and then it's harder to get back so mm-hmm. good yeah. for you yeah i just figure this is you know my first year at blue belt competing and i have a really good job where i can go and uh, pretty much every weekend and i have enough time to take off when i need it so might as well get while the getting's good, go and have fun. And if I feel miserably, at least I had fun. At least I went to Rome. At least I went to Long Beach and Orlando and Charleston. And it's fun. Now I'm dragging my other friends. Like, um, I mean, we have a good group from our team going, but one of my uh, friends that doesn't do jujitsu, I was like, hey, where, have you been to Charleston? She's like, no. I was like, you're coming with me, girl. <laughs> Like, road trip. Yeah, I was just, oh, okay. just about to say road trip. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. I like doing that. Good. It's like the reason I do half of the competitions. I feel like is because otherwise I would just not really have a reason to travel. So true. Like. Well, I think also that's you know kind of the key thing you know as well is that. You're getting a comp, you, you know, you're getting to compete, but you're also traveling to different places. You're not just like, you know, doing it for the ideal of like, because if it was just for competitions, like, well, I mean, again, there are tons of, you know, little local competitions to do that you go to and dominate, you know, but this is, you know, going out, seeing different places. And also you're, 
you're competing against some of the top grapplers out there. So you're challenging yourself. So, you know, that's, you know, huge. And they get to meet different people too and see what their experiences are. So it's really fun. Like I just had a women's only open mat yesterday at my house and that was really fun to, I met some of them before, but I had met other ones and, you know, it's ranged from white belts to black belt and just talking with all the girls and, you know, the white belts had like six months in, they're like, when, like, should I compete? Like, when should I do it? And we're all like, oh, let us tell you everything we've ever talked about and learned. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, we did not want all this information, but <laughs> it's fun. Hi. Hi. How are you? She said, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good to see she you. She's good. Did you have coffee? I yeah. didn't smell. <laughs> Hi. Hi. You want me to take another shower? Oh, so you came down. Yeah. You, you seem to always come down when I'm recording with her. She does. <laughs> but you, you are now our official special guest every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have you have the iPad? Mm -hmm. Okay, go have a seat, honey. I'll be done shortly. Okay. Thank you, Dooney. Welcome. I'm not gonna lie. I have these earphones on. They they block all the sound. Mm -hmm. So, out the corner of my eye, I saw her. In my heart, it's like skipped a beat for us. I was like, oh my god, because like, I'm always just basement's freaking me out. And when mm -hmm. I saw that, I was like, not like this. <laughs> like, not while recording, no. <laughs> like, I've got episodes to put out. I didn't even put out. 98's not even ready yet. Like, I'm still editing. Um, it, it's like, like, my whole objective right now is like, let me just put out 98, 99, 100. Mm -hmm. if, if, you know, everything else falls apart, it's like, that's fine. Just let me get those three episodes out so I can say I've had technically – based on what Podbean says, because I have extra bonus episodes floating around with like the comic book episodes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't count them in a regular numerical order. Technically I've made, I've done 100 episodes, but the official 100th episode doesn't come out to the 28th. So like once that's out, it, you know, for like it, for all I care, it could be done. I'm like, okay, I'm done. No more. No more off the mats. We <laughs> focus on Colompton and so you like horror. So, but I'm not. That's not the plan. Good. Uh, I like um, the podcast. Don't stop. Well, thank you. Can't stop. Won't stop. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to set up some other. Um, we we did for episode 100 a roundtable. Um, the plan was to have one person from each rank. Mm -hmm. And my white belt, there was um, a conflict, so we couldn't get, get them on. But I ended up with my blue, purple, brown, and black belt. And then um, Tiana Taylor, she co-hosted with me, which was fun. And we discussed that we're going to do a few more episodes. We're going to like kind of co-host together, which helps me because a lot of times I'm, I'm not, you know, capable of it's like, I'll ask the questions, I'll get the answers. And it's like, okay, I feel like we have a lot more time that we could go with. So Tiana will be really good for that. 
uh, just kind of follow up because she's great at asking questions. I am not. So hey, my questions are very like simple. So, um, but hey, what's your favorite color? <laughs> That's cool. I like that color too. So, hey, uh, do you like avocado? Because I don't. It's like goofy stuff like that. Yeah. I know you do, Goon. You've never even had it, but I know you like avocado. You've never had it, but you like. She's she's a, a mad person. She likes hot sauce, like just random, like hot sauce. Like she dips wow. her finger at it and eats hot sauce. I'm like you're odd. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yep. What like what was the date that you got your blue belt on? I got my blue belt um, in May okay. of 2021. Yes. And I just got my first and second stripe at our February promotions. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I was thinking about that when you're saying, you know, within that first year of being a blue belt, you know, with competing. And I, I had to stop and think for a second. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, you did just get it this, this past year. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, for whatever reason, time is moving weird. So I'm like, I feel like, you know, I've had you on the podcast for the last two years. I've only done the podcast for a year and a half. But, mm-hmm. you know, even in that pocket, I feel like, oh, no, you've been a blue belt for a while, haven't you? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You have not. I've been a blue belt for a while. I get it mixed up. Uh, uh, I feel like I, I've been, I mean, now that we've had our second, like, promotions, I guess it's almost coming up on a year that I've had it but it also feels like it hasn't been that long so that's why I still say like I guess I'm confused because they keep changing the way that the season is set for IBJJF you know because of COVID and everything um but I'm considering up until Worlds my first like year of blue belt competing I'm considering that my first year so I feel like I'm doing pretty well well, I would say so. If I feel if I fail completely, that's fine too. Failure is always well, an option. Well, I think also as well, like the fact that you're even trying, that speaks volumes. The fact yeah. that you're getting out there and you're able to do it. And, you know, one of the quickest ways to promotion is competing. And you getting out there and seeing different opponents and, and learning as you go, you know, that, that, you know, does a lot for your jujitsu and just speaks volumes about your character as well. Cause you know, there are people that, you know, it's like they'll, they'll go out there, have a rough time and say, Nope, I'm not, I'm not going back. Like mm-hmm. there, there'll be people that will you know, do the, the, you know, the Atlanta open, then go to Rome right after and you know look at that like oh no 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 i can't do this anymore and it's like well no i mean you got to take that experience what you learned from that number one but number two i mean also those are those are some wild circumstances that you're under so it's not like that's the regular norm so you get some people that look at that and just say you know they'll take that as the norm and and give up so you're a fighter I guess I don't really care. I mean, obviously, it's really fun when I win, but until I'm seriously not having a good time and I don't get joy out of it and excitement, then then I know it's time to stop. But 
I still get joy and excitement out of it, you know. So I go and do. So I like oh, good. Good. And, you know, as long as, you know, you're keeping with it, I, I you know, I'm a fan. I'm following, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm keeping tabs. And, you know, whether you're doing jujitsu or not, I'm always happy to have you on the podcast because, you know, you're a fun person. I, I learn a lot from you. Um, and I learn a lot and I get inspired by you as well. So, so I, people are like, Oh, you're so cool. You do all this stuff. Like, yes, that's the highlight reel though. Normally mm-hmm. I sit in my house, I do my little work on my laptop and I, I nap. <laughs> well, you have to though. You have to recharge. You're doing so much. You have to have that downtime. Yeah. I guess, I guess, but they're like, you do so, you're doing so much, you're going crazy. I'm like, no, typical day for me. I get up, I do my work. I'm very boring. I sit in my house with my dog and my cat. When it's time to work out, I go work out and I come back home and that's it. And, and, that's and then like, once a month I go and I compete. That's it's just the highlight reels. <laughs> I think that's though the thing though too, it's like, no one's, you know, on surface and behind the scenes, you know, completely like, you know, like, oh, my goodness, everything is just so like, oh, like fascinating. It's like, you know, like you said, like, no, I'm born. I, I do my work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I take naps, you yeah. know, and people have to understand it's like, yeah, with all that you do, you need that recharge. And, and not only that, sometimes, you know, even just you know, doing your work, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. that takes, takes a toll as well. So yeah. yes, honey bunny. Yes. You can write on there. You can erase the, you can erase the board. You can write that's take it with you, baby. No, I'm staying here. Okay. I'm just saying you, yeah, I'm, I'm recording. You're interrupting me. You know that you don't care. She don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, it does get tiring. My work is is nice that it's remote, so you have it's a little bit less stressful from that. But definitely, at like the end of um, the business quarter, it gets more stressful. So I'm already, I try to like plan things around the end of business quarters. I know when that time is more stressful, and I won't be able to maybe train as much or get away. So I'm a bit concerned for like worlds for example because that is right at the end of not only the uh quarter for my company but the uh fiscal year as well so it's like a double whammy and i mean it's it's after because it's the beginning of june and our quarter ends in may but it's going to be my first end of quarter with this company or end of fiscal year and uh my boss is like yeah we don't know how it'll be it could be kind of crazy i'm like I might be mentally exhausted going into this. This is going to be interesting. Hopefully not in a bad way. Well, I mean, I, I think like like you said, you're you're a planner. So yeah. I'm I'm sure you'll see it ahead of time and you'll be able to adjust to it properly. I at least I think. I don't know. Yeah. And the good thing is like it is usually that last week that's crazy and that last week before a big competition like I said earlier I don't really train extremely hard. I usually kind of lay out and just go through the motions to keep my body moving at that point cuz 
you're not you're not picking anything up that you're taking to competition that last week i feel like so sure sure it'll be okay uh and with you now kind of being in the thick of competing at blue belts how different does that feel versus when you're competing at white belt like just in in you know the level of competition and you know, observations, just what you see on the mat? Um, I think it's definitely a level of aggression. And it's still, you know, as it was at white belt, because a blue belt, you know, you have to be there for t at least two years. And white belt, you have no idea what level people are at. So you still get, you know, people that just got their blue belt or people that have been there for a while. I feel like at Europeans, and I did look up, I try not to, but I looked up to see like if some people were ranked in my division and some people had been blue belts from at least 2019. So you just don't know what you're going to get some days, some days, you know, you have that new blue belt and now I have some time behind mine, but I think the biggest difference is really the aggression. And that's what I'm trying to work on is like, some of these girls, they just come out swinging and they're pulling or they're ready to do a like, super awesome takedown. And it's like, that's really good for you. I'm a sloth. I'm a mean one, but I'm, I don't just go in straight. Now, I mean, I've gotten, you know, my really cool, like 20, 30 second submissions. And I guess to them, I was like very aggressive that day, but like the uh, open class, for example, this girl was tiny and um, she was tiny to me. I'm middle heavy. She was probably like feather or something. She, I like slapped hands and then she just on like on me. She just like jumped guard. Like I literally like blinked and she was on me. I was like, where did this come from? Okay. Wasn't expecting that. Um, so I think that's the biggest difference. I mean, obviously everybody has the skill. And so you're meeting your matches pretty much every time on skill level. And it's that with the aggression makes it very difficult. So All right. be aggressive, be, be <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> um, so. so I got back to Atlanta, right? And my professor had told me, he's like, you need to be more aggressive, like, the whole, whole time. Like, okay, okay. And I finally get back. And the first time I rolled with him, he's a very, like, silly, like, laid back. So maybe that's kind of where I get it from. He's not, like, super aggressive out the gate either. And we bumped hands, and he's, like, kind of having a side conversation, as black belts do. And of course. That, yeah. So he's, like, having a side conversation, and we bumped hands. I'm like, I'm gonna get you this time, Diego. I was like, I'm gonna be aggressive. And he's like, Whoa, what are you doing? It's like, I'm being aggressive, like you told me to. He's like, Oh shit, okay. It's like, yeah, not with me. That's what um, he said. So not with me, go with somebody your own size. I am uh, his size, actually. Yeah. Your own rank. Do it with your own rank. Yeah. Not me. Um, well, I mean, it's good though, you know, you hear, hear that, um, instruction though, and you pick up on it. I, I've known myself personally, I've oftentimes have had trouble 
when it's not even that I can't do it. It's like I forget, you know, like this past week training, uh, we're working on back takes. And my coach, as he's walking by, you know, just the gentle reminder, you know, as I have the back take, it's like, you know, ear to ear, you know, like, get, you know, you got to hug them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did it. And then, you know, going back around, you know, drills again. And I kept forgetting to come over. And once it was time to go live, it was like, you know, by that time it's in my head now. So every time I was on anyone's back, it was like, all right, I'm a backpack. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting rid of me. Yeah. It's that's that's so I think it is important that, you know, as we are instructed, you know, to now implement it at some point. Cause there's some people I know it's been me in the past where you tell me one thing and it's like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. That's just not yeah. me. Like be aggressive. That's just not what I do. I'm not aggressive. Yeah. And it's not me either. So I'm trying to like just incorporate it the best way I can. And I'm just I I'll start it aggressively and then pull back. I'll do, be aggressive until I get to where I want to be. And I'm like, okay, I'll chill out here. And, and I that's think the that's, most I can do. That's the thing though, too. It's like, use it when you need it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not really an aggressive person myself. You know, it's like, if I'm on the mat, I'm, I'm a prankster. I like the joke. I love the laugh. You know, I'm, I'm not, you know, you know, the second that, you know, you turn the intensity up. I'm going to turn it up too, but I'm still having fun. I'm still like smiling. You know, I might, you know, sing a little bit, you know, it's like I do silly things. I think, you know, so, you know, that aggression thing is a, it's foreign to me. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is I want to be a good training partner for, because I mean, I, like I said, you don't compete every day, compete for myself, you know, maybe once a month but I train every day almost. So I want to be a good training partner to everybody in my gym. I don't want to be, you know, known as the pushover, but I don't want everybody. They already say, you know, my nickname is mean badger. I don't know how that happened, but then it scares (laughs) off the the white belts come in. This poor guy, he's like maybe a couple weeks in and I sat down to roll with him and he just sat there. He he was doing good. He had his arms, you know, tucked into his, his rib cage and everything, but he just looked so scared. I was like, man, you're fine. I'm not going to hurt you. Like, we're just chilling. He's like, okay. But I guess I looked mean or scary. So I try to smile and have fun with it as much as I can until it's like competition time and I'm getting ready. And then I tell my training partners like, hey, it's time to go. And they're like, okay, this is going to be fun. I think that's also a thing too. Like I think about it when training, you know, you have some people that are there and they compete actively and then some that don't. So it's like knowing, you know, if, if you're one of those people who don't compete often, it's kind of understanding what you're getting into when you go with a competitor. Cause it's like, look, you know, I don't want to be flimsy, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to like, Oh, you know, I'm going to try to super match your intensity. And it's like, oh, really? Okay. I'm going to let you know now I'm from the streets <laughs> like, and you, you not. So, um, but I made but, the mistake of telling, um, see, I like to keep my game plan close to my chest of like what I'm working at at the time, because there's some people that will 
give you exactly what you want to work on so much to where you don't want to work on it anymore. Yep. <laughs> and I told, uh, he just got his brown belt and I was like, uh, yeah, I've been working on getting out of bad situations. I got in a lot of bad situations that day. And I was like, that's good. We're good. I'm not getting out of them so much, but I'm, <laughs> I've, I've gotten into them. I, I guess I found out that I will live. I, I worked on that. <laughs> uh, he wasn't well, being mean or anything. I mean, he just gave me what I said I was working on. Well, it yeah, was a fair, fair game. And that's the thing is like, well, yeah, like, you know, th this is, you know, your focal point right now. Okay. That's what I'm going to give you. And it's like, okay, yeah. like, look, man, like, not like this. All right. There's a little much like, yeah. like there's other stuff we can work on. Um, I, I, I know them feels people do that to me too, though. Like they'll ask me cause I have a good close guard and like open guard and they'll say, Oh, I want to work on passing guard and opening close guard. And I say, okay. And so they'll, you know, get to those positions. And, um, once they get out of those positions and I just suck them back and I put them right back, I'm like, no, you said, this is what you want to work on. This is what you're getting. And then eventually they'll be like, okay, we're good. Okay. Well, I mean, reps and mileage. I mean, it's like they say, hey, this is what I'm working on. It's like you don't just do it three times and think you've worked on it. Mm -hmm. Like I remember open mat. Uh, we would get to work. And I'm the kind of person It's like if we're doing open mat, I'll drill something for an hour. It. And part of me feels bad because I might have a partner who doesn't want to work on that for an hour. And, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, selfish and just like, this is my time. Like, we're going to do what I want to do. Uh, I, you know, I want them to get their fair share, too. But if you don't tell me, we'll, we'll keep working the same move over and over and over and over because I don't know any better. And my mm -hmm. coach even told me, um, my, my previous coach when I had the key, he was like, you open the gym for open mat, you tell them they do what you want. And I was like, well, I'm not that guy. Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I want everybody to come in and have the freedom to do whatever um, within, you know, safe means. Mm -hmm. And anyone I'm training with, I'm more than willing to adjust to them, but also understand that I might want to rep something for 20 minutes straight over and over. So, um, with that being said, I I think I'm out of questions here for you, Miss Julia. Okay. Uh, so we can. I'm out of stories <laughs> for now. Um. Yeah. For now, I'm sure you'll have some more, and we'll get back after the competition season is done. We'll try to get you back on here again and go over Does those experiences. Ever, also. Does it ever end? I wasn't aware that it ended. <laughs> mm, true. True. Let's let's rephrase that. When it slows down. Yeah. Right. It's so funny to me because my um, parents are like, oh, aren't you going to take like uh, some real vacations this summer or anything? Or do you want to like go on a trip or a vacation? I'm like, what are you talking about? I go on a vacation every month. Well, I think that's something with grapplers too. It's like, you know, anyone who doesn't grapple, doesn't do martial arts, period. It's like they don't like, you know, they don't see it the way that it's seen on the inside. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, aren't you going to, you know, take a break or like, you've been tra training really hard lately. Like, you should slow down. It's like, well, 
not going to get better if I slow down. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And it's, you know, I go every day because I love it and I enjoy it. And like I said, I'm boring. Otherwise, I just sit in my house and do my work. I mean, it's a healthy obsession. It's a health, yeah. healthy addiction. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so we'll go ahead and wrap on that. Miss Julia, thank you yeah. for doing this. Are there any shout outs or mentions you'd like to add here? Uh, I don't think I have any this time. No. All right. Not a problem then. Not a problem. Well, I will do my couple shout outs here. And my thank yous to everyone who's listening. As always, we do appreciate all the downloads, all the comments, likes, and shares. Thank you so very much from everyone. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, feel free to reach out. You can always contact me at Off the Mats Podcast on Instagram or bjj.wiki on Instagram as well. I'd like to give a big shout out to my good friends over at Armbar Attic. That's Eric and Allie. Go check them out. Check out their Instagram, their TikTok, and the website of the same name. Um, also, coming up after this episode, we will have episode 100. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I'm very excited about that. We had a, a fun group of people doing the roundtable. So, you know, thank you to everyone involved. And also, last but not least, Big shout out to the Compton Social Club. That's my other podcast. Go give that a listen. We talk about sports and review beers. So if you're into that kind of stuff and just guys talking nonsense, that's us. That's what we do. But I think most guys who have a podcast, that's what we all do. So uh, go give us a listen. You can find us on Instagram as well. Compton Social Club. Compton Social Club. You're welcome. Otherwise, oh, and. I guess my daughter wants to say bye to everyone because she's covering. Bye. Gotta get close. Bye. That was too close. All right. Bye. (laughs) Scram. Thank you. Um, So thank you, everyone. Otherwise, you all keep listening. I'll keep making these shows. Thanks, everyone. And goodbye. Now let me see his song.